Hey, we are lucky enough today at uh, Ace to have a friend of the company and a long-term mover, old school guy, Mr. Mark Macy on the phone with us today. Uh, Mark is the chairman of the Small Atlas Agent Association, self-appointed. Scroll of Honor winner in 2020 and Atlas driver number 0015. Hey, Mark, what's your 20? Uh, what's the temperature there right now? Uh, it's not bad. It's like 65. It's good moving weather. This is the kind of, uh, days that you really would like to live in Arizona, I would think, where, where it's just not yeah. a furnace. There's a handful of them. There, right, right. Well, any time between, uh, really probably October 1st and, um, right about now it's, it's pleasant. So, Mark, you're a fan of the show. You're a listener. I am. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> well, you're actually a substitute caller today. We had a, a bigger name uh, bail on us again. Lynn Conway from MSS bailed on us, and, and we're like, who else could be the alternate? And, uh, I know. That's a tough call. So, I mean, it is. you actually have some... Uh, We've got some good banner going back and forth with uh, text messages and Facebook and all that. But uh, I got to tell you, some of the most creative uh, texts I ever get are from you. Are you are you you bored when nobody talks to you? I mean, what do you what do you do when you're alone? I don't have any friends. So, uh, you know, I got to dream stuff up. (laughs) What's what's the craziest thing you've ever seen in a residence? Uh, you know, I don't really have one of those stories. People have asked me that before. I haven't really seen anything, you know, totally crazy. Um, maybe one of these days I'll come across something noteworthy, but it's been pretty boring so far. So you spend some time on the road and some time managing and and owning Macy movers, which is, uh, your third generation up there. that's got to be incredibly challenging to do both, to be on the road and, and run a business. Um, yeah, the road is the easy part. Um, you know, actually, I'm more productive when I'm on the road as far as, you know, returning emails and addressing situations because you don't get the day-to-day uh, interruptions you do when you're uh, uh, in the office. So you're saying if I got if I went and got my license and learned how to move furniture that I would have an easier life? It's <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you you might you might because you know sometimes you know you, you know you want to pull your hair out you know when you're sitting behind the desk and I don't have much hair left. Well, how did at what age did you get your get Atlas qualified? Uh, right when I was 21. Um, in fact, uh, the first interstate trip I did was for uh, another large Atlas agent um, from Reno down to Chula Vista. I don't know why I remember that, but it's always stuck. That was my first Atlas shipment I hauled. So how much weight do you pull every year? Um, I, I don't look. Um, I'm trying. I'm like a fill-in driver for our agency, and but lately... 
uh, with the, you know, the volume of people moving out of California, I've been on the road more than normal. Usually this time of year, I'm working on my golf game, but, uh, this year I've been behind the wheel more often than not. Do you carry your clubs with you? I do. Nice. Well, let's get out and play. I mean, I'm not a good, I'm not a good golfer, but I'm an awful lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's what I do it for. You know, it's um, my game's in the toilet, but I, I do enjoy getting out for four or five hours. Yeah, I would imagine if you're in between uh, shipments and time to kill, golf is a great way to do that. I mean, it's get a little fresh air and, and a new golf course. Yeah, and it's a good way to kill a day if you are, you know, in between loads or something. You know, by the time you get all prepared in the morning and get to the course and uh, beat sitting in a truck stop doing laundry. So you're a lifelong Bay area guy. Where do you play up there in the Bay? Um, I play all over. Um, I don't belong to any course or anything like that. That's out of my league, but, uh, um, here lately with the pandemic, the course has been pretty crowded, so it's hard to get out. Um, so, uh, I just try, you know, my daughter just took up the game. My son just took up the game. So we try to get out, uh, Saturday afternoons and have a little fun and play a little golf. Yeah, it's crazy how popular it's become. You can't get tee times uh, on short notice for for a foursome. Um, I think you could probably get on easy as a, easier as a single in most places. Right. Yeah. The um, course we have been playing at by our house, the driving range there looks like uh, almost looks like a bowling alley. People get there early and they set up, you know. Uh, like picnic areas and and they just have a bunch of people out there just have a you know looks like they're having a blast there's a lot of alcohol involved which i think from what i hear it makes the ball go further yeah swing fluid (laughs) yep swing fluid you gotta have plenty (laughs) of swing fluid yeah i i uh i'll take a little vitamin v with me off off the first tee and that definitely loosens things up i usually have uh uh, a successful second and third hole, and then it goes downhill after that. Yeah, you should quit early. <laughs> I should just quit. <laughs> I played pickleball for the first time, and I think maybe that's more my speed. Isn't that like an old man's game? It's totally an Wait old a man's second. game. We are, we are old men. Yeah, I, I, I've been resisting it. Uh, I turned 50 last year, and I'm like, uh, my buddies who play, I'm like, you know, thank God I'm younger than you and I don't have to do this, but I, um, it's like, Ping pong, but standing on the table. Okay. Yeah, I don't think a, pick, a ping pong table would hold me, so uh, I'll have to stick to golf. It's not actually standing on a ping pong table. Don't You can't take it literally. And no, <laughs> don't, don't climb on a ping pong table. Those things aren't built for that. So what are you doing about the Raider Nation? I mean, are you following them to Vegas? Um, that's a tough call. I don't know. Um, uh, I may catch a game a year after the, uh, after their, I get, well, it's kind of been good that they had no real season last year. Cause I think a lot of people from the Southland may go to Vegas and, and party too much for the first, you know, season that they're open. Oh, it's on. And then after that, after the dust settles, I think I might go, it might be a fun weekend, you know, a little golf, a little football. A little gambling. A little gambling. Yeah, I think that's a home run. So now that I'm an orphan and I have been for several years, 
I pretty much like everybody in the AFC West except for that team that plays in Los Angeles. So I, oh, I, yeah. I, I don't yeah. have an issue with rooting for the Raiders. I, I just don't have much in common with Raider Nation. I, I have no tattoos. I've um, I've, I've been I've, I've been Mirandized once, but I've never been arrested. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I'm there too. I've never been arrested, believe it or not, and I have no tattoos yet. But uh, I got plenty of skin available. Um, I became a Raiders fan when I was 16. My dad had season tickets, and he gave me four tickets for a Monday night game. And my buddy and I took uh, two females with us, and he gave us the keys to his convertible. And it was a memorable evening, and I've been a Raiders fan ever since. <laughs> Speaking of the old man, I mean, uh, you you lost your dad in 2009, Jack Macy, Marine, decorated Korean War hero. Uh, I lost my father in 2008. Um, those guys were old school. What do, what do you think? They definitely, definitely were. What do you think Jack Macy would say to you right now if he had uh, if he had an hour to talk to you? What would he say to you? That's a that's a good one. Well, you know, I'm thankful that he's not around this with what's going on in our country and with the pandemic. Uh, there's a lot of things he wouldn't stand for, you know, um, being an ex-Marine and, you know, uh, a second. I guess I think he was a he was a native son of California. I don't think his father was. I think his father was from Missouri or something like that. But uh you know, we were taught at a young age, if you wanted something, you had to go earn it and work for it. Um, and, you know, I, a lot of the people, I think he would call them soft. And uh, <laughs> that would that would bother him. I think my dad but, would uh, feel the same way. He was, you know, that old school, you want it. And, and they, they both probably came from very, very little. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know your father would be proud of what... You, you've accomplished and that the Macy brand is still uh, prominent in the Bay area. And, and I think Reg would be pretty happy with what we've done, but um, they, they're I'm rolling, sure they're rolling over in their graves seeing that, uh, you know, people are lining up for free stuff. They have to wear a mask everywhere. They uh, they're losing their rights and, and willingly losing their rights to uh, society. And if you speak up, if you use your, your right to, to say anything, you get canceled. Not that those two yeah. crazy old men yeah. would care if they were canceled or not. <laughs> yeah, no, they would speak it. Yeah, it's it's too bad. I mean, um, I think back on some of the, the old-time people that we grew up around. I mean, you sent me a, a, a text the other day with Wayne Johnson's name on a mud flap, Wayne Johnson trucking. Yeah. And, and I think of Wayne all the time. He was that that man did not give a shit about what he what he was going to come out of his mouth. It, it, <laughs> yeah, and and being in business and having employees, you have to really hold on to your tongue. You have to think everything before you say it. You know, who am I going to offend? Um, am I going to end up in HR again? I'm in HR <laughs> when I'm in town. Shoot, every day. Uh, well, HR and, uh, does. Yeah. Our HR does listen to this podcast. Um, so, uh oh, sorry. <laughs> you haven't done anything <laughs> wrong. I've actually been written up. Uh oh. I've been told by um, 
by Uncle Mike, who is a listener, that I I shouldn't be cursing on on the What's Your Twenty. So I'm, this is going to be f word free. Fooey. Fooey. Oh wait, that's that's ph. Sorry. F- fudge. Fudge. There you go. So Wayne Johnson's my all time old school favorite mover. Um, I'm just putting that out there. You got somebody in mind that that uh, isn't with us anymore or retired that you just loved every moment. My favorite, my favorite was a guy that drove Atlas Direct, uh, a little guy named Henry Husband. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, he was out of Huntsville, Alabama, but he was only maybe, I don't know, maybe five five. Not like Wayne Johnson. Wayne Johnson always seemed like he was seven feet tall to me um but henry was always a favorite um he walked around like he was six five uh great personality customers loved him and then another dear friend of mine was a guy named john deal who drove for uh ace well he started with clipper i believe in baltimore and then was he the football player ace worldwide yeah he, he played for the colts he did some time with the raiders uh played uh for the nfl in the 60s so he was definitely old school when i was out in baltimore for five years uh there were some deals around and um uh chip deal was a, a nephew and those guys were those, they had movers in their blood yep yeah i think uh i want to say is uh he's got a son uh, not a son but like a nephew that was a salesperson in that market. Oh yeah. I don't when, know for w- who, but when we bought Ace 15, he was there and, uh, he, uh, he and Reg did not get along and it wasn't, it wasn't too long before he was asked to exit, um, or he actually took off on his own. Um, but that, that whole interaction when we took over Ace 15 from Charlie Eichenlob, it, it took years uh, to clean out that that uh, system from the uh, shady things that were going on. Yeah, cool. and was that an Ace Worldwide office, or was that somebody else? Well, remember back in the '80s, Ace Worldwide um, sold off businesses to their managers, and um, so Ace in Baltimore was sold off to Charlie Eichenlaw. But it does go back to Milwaukee, as does okay. Ace Fifty or ace uh, 62 and ace 25 san diego and long beach dad bought those um these branches in 85 so charlie was doing the same thing in baltimore um philadelphia was sold off and they closed quite a few but we all have our milwaukee roots nice yeah i remember going to ace long beach when it was in signal hill uh during the ram uh, ramco days um, everything out of the Bay Area would go to uh, Long Beach or Signal Hill and then get shipped over overseas. I did eight years in that office, um, and that's uh, a lot of fond memories at Ace 25. We had, we had some good days, but the Aramco business was actually emptying out, and we had one last shipment. While I was there, you, you, a United agent out in Ohio, I think it was um, – Planes, planes. Thank you. They uh, they called and said they were taking a shipment out, and it was a it was in one vault. It was a thousand pounds, and we'd been billing it for like twenty four years. And wow. um, so I'm like, pull a file. Let's take a look at this thing. 
I'm like, is this right? We had billed over $20,000 in storage for this shipment, and Unigroup was going to move it to Ohio. You know what it was? It was a black and white TV, a Weber barbecue grill, two medium cartons with winter clothes, and, and, um, and some odd piece of furniture like a TV stand. And, and they were going to ship it back. Probably line haul on that was 1800 bucks, and then throw it away. Right. I thought that was great. <laughs> That, that may have put me through college. Yeah. Well, our trucks, I tell people our trucks and our warehouses are full of people's bad decisions. <laughs> um, the oldest lot I know of in our warehouse is from 1976 and it's one vault. And I don't know how much they've paid over the years for that one vault. And I, I don't, I don't know if I even want to open it up if it ever goes to auction, because there might be something in there. I don't want to see. Right. It could be the bones of somebody's uh, stepmom or something. Something, unsolved, or something unsolved mysteries but yeah. hey as long as it's current why do we care right I, exactly I, I mean yeah. may the victim rest in peace is hr going to call us on that uh, maybe that maybe uh maybe we just need to move on from that i lost you for a second is hr going to call us on what <laughs> nothing nothing no oh. hr They'll find something. So you're you're a big Facebook user. I mean, w- w- and and I'm on it too. I, I'm not a big user, but I just um, I find it entertaining. Um, what do you think that Facebook means for the, the the labor and the driver connections these days? Um, that's one of the main reasons I got on it. I was going to say hooked on it, but I'm not hooked on it um, because most of the stuff I post is is false. Um, you know, I don't post anything personal or anything of that nature. Um, you, you check in at I Pelican Bay that, and San Quentin all the time, though. Is that false? <laughs> well, when you're on the road, if you need a, a quick meal and a quick shower, it's a you know easy place to swing into. Um, but yeah, that's false. Those are all false posts. Um, <laughs> but uh, as far as the labor goes, I think it's helped our industry. Um, the cost of labor hasn't been too helpful, but the quality of labor, I believe, has improved uh, on Facebook because you can police it. Um, you could look for labor in remote areas. Back when I started, I had a little black book, you know, and, and you would keep – well, I, I can't show that black book to my wife. But you would keep numbers of people in certain areas that you would call for labor. Um, but now you can use Facebook, and it's helpful in that, you know, if you're, like I said, in a remote area – or if you get bad help, you can say, hey, you know, try not to use this guy or this crew because they're not that good. Use these guys. And then um, the drivers can input, you know, based on their experiences with the guys, too. How long have you been married? Uh, this time, probably, I guess it's about 31 years. <laughs> she must have I a call help. Her, I call her my first wife, but... Uh, she, you know, she, I was a clown when she married me, and I'm a clown now. So she's she's not shocked what comes out of my mouth. She must have a hell of a sense of humor. <laughs> when I get home, she'll get on my iPad and, and look for available shipments for me to haul. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are booking traffic right now, too. We're enjoying the fruits of uh, your, your labor on the booking side. What's going on in the Bay Area? 
I don't know. It's been, you know, they say it's an exodus, but our traffic is still bad. Um, I've never seen this kind of outbound volume. Um, we're enjoying it. Um, but uh, it's been like I've never seen. It's not, I mean, it's not over the top. It's very manageable, especially with your help. Um, Clay's been a rock star for us. Um, no disrespect to the van line, but, you know, when you assign something to the van line, you cross your fingers that you won't have to pick it up. Um, and that hasn't been the case with Ace Relo. Everything's been spot on and really enjoyed the working relationship we've had. Well, some of the best paying business in, 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 is that COD. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of national accounts are, are disguised as CODs. Yeah. Um, you know, where the the company's moving them and just giving them a, a lump sum and go pick your own mover. Um, and we see a lot of that, too, especially coming out of the Bay Area. Well, the van line model has changed quite a bit, too. We're, it's more of a self-service and, and find your own solution than it was back in the day, um, you know, uh, I, I think of Mike Schaefer and Denny Lynn and and their prime fleet and just how things were. But I, I like mm-hmm. this model now. Uh, we're in control of our own destiny. No, no prime, you know, dedicated fleet in the summer. And I think we can we can haul more that way too. I mean, we, but it, it certainly is nice to have um, friends in the fight, uh, as Clay would say, where we can trade baseball cards freely. We don't have to go through Evansville and, and get permission. I, I like the guys in Evansville. Um, and I, and I, I like being a stockholder. Um, I'm really happy with Atlas fan lines. And I, and I think this process now is, is good, but if you don't have trucks, you're out of luck. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't get much done without them. Um, yeah. And I want to say, and I could be wrong. I think Denny Lynn kind of started the other to haul, if you will. Um, and I know, don't know where it got its roots from, but I remember him, you know, bringing it to light at a convention. Whew, I don't know how many years ago, but um, it, uh, I think it's really been an op- a great option where you can, you know, pick your hauler. Yeah, it is. Um, and in, in, in f- with almost free reign. Um, so it, it is, but if you do need something, you know, you really have to do it on your own too. I don't think that central operations has, um, many options, many bullets in the gun to, uh, to help you out. But we find that a network of like-minded agents, you can get a lot done. Uh, you have to get creative and, and definitely share the pie, but, uh, I'm pretty content with the way things are right now. Yeah, I think it's been an improvement, well, especially, you know, like I said, on our end um, with the volume, uh, you know, we're a small agent. We, you know, we don't have much of a crew. So if we had to go out and pick up 20 grand, it would cripple us. Um, so, you know, having a, a strong hauling agent that can help you, you know, like I said, it's really enjoyed it. Well, good. It's working for us too. We appreciate it. So are you, uh, what do you think about convention this fall? Do you think Atlas and the agents will show up to San Antonio to, uh, to get back to normal? Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've planned a convention, but it takes probably a good year to plan a convention. I, 
you think they'll be able to pull it off? It's on their calendar. So yeah. I, I, I don't know if they'll back off of it. Um, I, I know the hospitality industry would love to have us there, but um, I'm, I've been uh, vaccinated and I probably would go anyways, but I, I don't want to walk around with a, with a mask over my face. Uh, right, I mean, right. I don't, I don't mind wearing my Batman mask and my cape after hours, but you know that's a whole different story when it comes to masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different mask. So yeah. um, the big discussion uh, with some of the haulers that we're having is, you know, where the where are the van operators uh, when it comes to vaccination. Any uh, thoughts on on what the uh, what the gang of Atlas drivers are, are, are thinking? Well, I know um, the few that I've spoken to, you know, they were, it's get, well, it's going to come down the road that if you don't have that card in your wallet, uh, you know, a lot of the accounts I'm sure won't let you on the job site. Um, but the Johnson and Johnson was a little set back because that's a one and done shot, which, you know, for me, I got my first shot, I don't know, maybe a week ago. So, I have to make sure I'm in position to get my second. I wanted to get the Johnson and Johnson, but at the time it wasn't available. And then the next day it, uh, I guess it gave three people or five people blood clots out of, I don't know how many million, six million, but I think that's, I think that's still, uh, on hold. Well, I, I tell but you, I think enough time has passed where drivers see that there's no ill effect maybe to the, to the, uh, getting the shot. So they might just say, well, screw it. Let's just do it. Hopefully I, they have that mindset. I'm hearing more and more guys are like, hey, I was, they had it. I did it. Um, I was kind of holding off to, you know, while there was high demand, I was like, there's other people who need it. I'll, I'll wait. But Sunday I went on the internet and I found that Del Mar Fair, Fairgrounds had a shot for Monday morning and I scheduled it and it's like, one and done Johnson and Johnson. Now this was this Monday. And uh-huh. so I, I get my shot and, um, you know, I get back to the office and then first article I read is problems with the Johnson <laughs> and Johnson shot. You're going to die. So yeah. this may actually be my Sounds last good. recording and it's been a pleasure working with you all these years, but, um, <laughs> fuck it. I'm out of here. Fuck <laughs> it. Sorry, Uncle Mike. Hold on. HR's on the other line. Oh, no, no, wait. That's Mike Glamour. Sorry. Yeah. Mike well, Glamour's on the other line. He's, yeah. He's married to HR, literally. Yeah. Well. Keep you, it in the family. Give me one other interesting piece of uh, information, and then I will let you get back to work. Another piece of what information? I lost you again. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> Can't get blood from a turnip. Did you guys rebuild from the earthquake in 1989? You know, I was up there driving. I went to game one of that World Series with Larry. Larry was working in the Bay Area. He got World Series tickets, so we went and watched. Uh, I think it was Welsh was pitching for the A's. Um, probably the most boring game ever. We drove around the Bay Area, across the Bay Bridge, and, and back down that night. And this beautiful, you know, skyline, etc. And then three days later, the place crumbles. Where, where were you when that earthquake hit? Um, I was 
driving back from San Jose, there was, at that time, there was a little Atlas agent in San Jose called CAT. Um, and they had this mass move for Intel. I think it was going from San Jose up to like Folsom, somewhere in that area, El Dorado Hills, outside of Sacramento. So uh, we were like a support agent for them. And I remember driving back, um, and I was on the double-decker portion that had collapsed probably about 15 minutes earlier. Whoa. Uh, and just and our office at the time was located in Berkeley. And it was kind of weird because there was a trailer there. And I thought somebody was locked in the trailer because I heard this banging. And I'm like, wow, somebody's locked in that trailer. And I walked over to it, and the trailer started bouncing. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a, you know. And uh, the building we were in was all brick, so I just, you know, I ran out in the middle of the street. The building was fine, but uh, it was it a pretty weird sensation. Yeah, and then smoke starts filling the air. I mean, the... Um... I was watching the World Series. It obviously went dark. And then you flipped it over to CNN at the time, back when they reported the news. And, uh, you know, they were showing helicopter views of, of both uh, Oakland and San Francisco. And, and, and I had, I was in San Diego. I'd missed that earthquake by a couple of days. It was uh, It was quite the scene. And ironically, a year later, I was living in San Jose, going to uh, San Jose State. But... Half of the campus was still condemned, and, and a lot of the Victorian houses in downtown San Jose that people were still living in were cracked, and um, it was it was it was crazy to be there a year later and still and still it was yeah the aftermath yeah 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 they say the next big one's coming hopefully uh, I'm not around well I won't but, be because uh, I have the Johnson and Johnson shot but. Um, I hope you all make it. Yeah, I regret getting that, not getting that Johnson Johnson shot now. Well, so Clay, all right, well, thanks. I just tell you, you this Clay? about. I'll just tell you this about Clay. He, he's not joining us, but when he moved back to California, there's been nothing but uh, steady flow of tremors out in the area he lives in. He's like about once a month. He's like, "Yep, felt another one," and he was, you know, he's a New Jersey guy. They they don't really deal with earthquakes, but. He's like, man, this sucks. Like, it's not really that big of a deal unless the big one hits. Yeah, then it's a big deal. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it over that. Uh, you know, you'd, otherwise you'd just be a foot footnote. But traffic that day was next to nothing because the big game was on at five o'clock. That was a freaking miracle. Right. Yeah, it was good timing. Yeah, it was. All right, brother. Well, hey, I think thanks for checking in with us, and um, and and do so anytime. And uh, next time you're heading to San Diego, give me 24 hours notice. I'll clear my schedule and we'll go out and uh, we'll play a little golf. Yeah, Tory Pines sounds good. Tory Pines does sound good. That's a little harder to get on, um, but the U.S. Open is coming. It's probably getting ready to close down uh, for prepping the U.S. Open in in June, but. Uh, We'll get up before June. I'll just get there and tell them my last name is Lammers, and they'll let me on. <laughs> tell them you're, you're with, with Larry. Or with Uncle Mike. Tell them you know Uncle Mike. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
All right. Well, it's a date. All right. Yeah. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. All right. You too, brother. Take care. Adios. All right. Thanks, Mark Macy, for joining us on What's Your 20, a uh, longtime listener, first-time caller. is always entertaining. And he was actually semi-reserved, but uh, he's out at residence right now uh, doing the Lord's work and uh, taking care of a customer. So, all right. Well, that's it for me, and it's good to be back. I want to thank Francesca for being on the audio board. And her second actual technical ride through what's your 20 so that's it get your vaccine let's go take care <laughs>